Time for a very haunted geocache talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly mm, geocache talk goodness. I don't think I can keep that up all night, Doug. Just letting you know. A big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, and my new patrons, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, and my other patrons that are new. Well, i got to fix my notes. Sydney Sawyer and Valena Mahar. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events, which we just had, oh, it was about a month or so ago. Uh, Doug was there. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We're gonna do, we'll do another one here um, soon. Um, support levels start at as little as $3 a month. So tonight we have news from geocaching.com, our mega event update along with our weekly product tip, which actually will be a giveaway instead tonight. So let's jump right into show number 21 for Sunday, October 30th. As I welcome my friend Doug Jones, a.k.a. Limax, to the show. Welcome to Haunted Geocache Talk. Well, hello there. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Well, it's Halloween. Or at least it's the day before. It's All Hallows Eve Eve. Boy, we can go back with as many Eves as we want if we want. <laughs> I to guess do we that. could. That is that is very true. Um, well, gosh, where do we start? We'll start with geocaching news. Um, and if you're in the sh if you're in the chat room, we'll try to keep track as best we can of all of that's going on in the chat room. So see how that goes. Oh, well, okay. Um, souvenirs. Did you get your Halloween souvenir this weekend? The ghost of unfound caches. Yeah, I actually did. Um, I, <laughs> I've already cleaned out all the cemetery caches near me. Whoa. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Of similar of caches. Okay. All right. I yeah. Maybe. And so, um, I happened to actually avenge a DNF from, I'm not sure how long ago. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And I happened to walk right up to it and find it. I'm going, <laughs> why? <laughs> I find it the last time. And I think it was because I was looking somewhere else. Okay. Instead of it ground zero. Cause usually Doug, you want to get to ground zero. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, you know, it was, um, you know, my GPS was kind of bouncing all over the place sure. um, when I was trying to find it the last time. And uh, construction dictated that I mm. parked in one spot. And because mm. construction dictated that, I found it quicker. Okay. Well, yeah. and, you know, we've both been doing this long enough to know that sometimes you go, you leave, you come back some other day and you're like, Boom, you're right to it. And you're like, 
I don't know what I was thinking, what I was doing before, but there it is, plain as day. Right. Yeah, who 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 knew I could find it that fast? Right. It was going to be in the last place you looked. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it's it's. Well, I actually looked two other two or three other places after I find it to let me know that it's Just... not the last place I actually looked. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, you're you're a little different. Does anybody tell you that that you're a little different? I I think I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> Uh, then we were talking before the show started about a gift souvenir. And you and I were talking about, was there a gift souvenir? Is there a gift souvenir? You know, is yeah, we, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, we went, I went and looked and there is, um, we announced on they announced on October sixth that a new souvenir will be released for for Gift Weekend. Attendees of registered Gift Weekend events will earn a souvenir. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that will be good. I I think the closest gift to me since I didn't get mine set up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, either. I, you know, procrastination. Um, I think the closest one to me is down in the South Bay, which seems to be where most things like that happen. And. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I doubt I'll be able to get to it again this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they're doing it. I mean, I, I entered one. It didn't get nominated, so or didn't make a final. So, yeah. Um, but it was fun making one, and it was a music video. It was a lot of fun. Um, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. Um, so what I was going to mention, uh, my note was is that um, the show notes. Since I switched over to Podbean off of FeedBurner, I have taken all the show notes and I have uploaded them to the website. So if you go to geocachetalk.com and you look on the uh, one of the pages is show notes. So I've got all the show notes from all the shows so far uh, put up there. So uh, go there for links uh, that we mentioned tonight uh, for that. So, all right. Now. Um, the other thing this weekend, of course, as we talked about is souvenir, uh, for the Halloween, you mentioned you'd got, you, you got yours at the, uh, avenged DNF. Very cool. Yep. And, um, Susan, and I got, uh, ours this weekend. We went to, um, robber's cave, which is in Oklahoma. It's a very, uh, very cool state park actually. And, um, it's got a lot of a lot of famous things about it. Um, Jesse James apparently hid some gold there, um, and apparently some of it's been found, some of it hasn't been found. So it's kind of um, you know whether it's still there or not. Nobody knows. Some people go go hunt for it, but uh, anyway, uh, his brother Frank James came and got portion of it i think and they claim there's more there but anyway it's a it's a it's a it's a fun park to go to state park and uh uh kind of a rock crazy rock formation thing you can climb on and we did that and uh then we went out traipsed into this trail uh and got one more cash but let me tell you doug it was it wasn't that far but it was really hard to get to the location i was hoofing i mean i was I was tired and uh, we got to it. Finally, we had to go off the trail to get to it. And mm-hmm. then thankfully uh, slinky mama saw it. And um, it was like, I was like, 
that's great. Let's sign this thing. Let's get back to the trail because I am beat. I was just a, it was a, a long, arduous hike to get to, but it was fun. We had a good time doing that. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I can relate to those long, arduous hikes. <laughs> yeah, part, part of when I did my quote unquote gold country tour right. um, at the beginning of the month, uh, excuse me, beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Um, the last cache, which was the final, the mystery for all the other caches we had found, um, was down a, I really can't call it a box canyon because I mean, there was right. another end, but it was up and back because it was by the border of the park. Oh, so, okay. And so we went down to get it and then we had to climb back out to, uh, to uh, get back to where our cars were. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I know exactly. Yeah, you've got a few more hills in your area than around here. And I would, there's some hills where we were up in Oklahoma, but not much, not much around here hill wise. You know, terrain wise is yeah. not too too difficult around here. So, um, okay. And now I'm going to mention another news item is this treasure coin. Show it with our spooky. So there's the coin. Um, this is the coin that um. Yeah. There's the other side is a kitty. There we go. A geocat. And this is the coin that um, Chris Williamson is is selling. These are these are for sale. They're twenty five dollars. The interesting thing about these coins, if you buy one, is uh, he will get you um, access to the movie before it comes out, which I think is kind of cool. So if you think about it, you're buying sort of a movie ticket kind of along with a cool coin and, and the money that goes to this um, that's going for this coin. Plus you get a cool coin. Um, his plan is he's going to, whatever he raises with this in the movie, he's going to make another geocaching movie. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's all, it's almost like a, a collectible movie ticket, you know, a souvenir ticket. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there aren't many of these by the way, either. So if you're kind of into rare geo coins, that's a really rare one. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, so, um, so then we're going to be giving this one away a little later. So we'll talk about him a little later, but uh, a Halloween one. Oh, anyway, I really didn't realize how big that was until you it just is, held it, it up. That, that's a massive coin. It is, isn't it? It's pretty heavy compared to this one. Yeah, that's just wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because that the uh, you know Chris's coin, yeah, looks to be about the size of a half dollar, and yeah, you know, this, this other is, coin is much bigger. Yeah, it's, Not, like, it's even bigger than a regular silver dollar back when we had it those. It is. It is. Yeah, so. it's very cool. I'll try. There's the back end. I'll quote, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, that is that's really cool. great. That's yeah. uh That one's was uh, provided by IB Geocaching. We'll get to that. We'll give, get to the giveaway in a little while. So anyway. All right, well, now, <laughs> since we've already sort of had our tricks today with uh, pod, uh, podcast issues, but we're continuing Podcast on. issues, a different time. How else can we trick these I people? I know. We're really kind of, you know, really causing problems. Susan came in again, so I don't know if they're not able to get to it, but that's okay. We're going to continue on because the show must go on. Right, um, it must. It must, well, it must. <laughs> Well, Doug, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about you for a little bit. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you had me on? I did. 
going to delve into Doug Jones geocacher. So dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Now um, I know for me the first time I I encountered your the your name before we even got to you know meet each other uh, know who each of us were was on Geo Gearheads. They mm-hmm. mentioned uh, I remember listening and they would have um, like a um, Oh, during the Q&A, and they're like, Limax has got a question. I'm like, Limax, that's a cool name for a geocacher. So yeah. that was my first exposure, Doug, was hearing you on GeoGearheads. But so oh, yeah, I've made myself a regular <laughs> pest over there. You have, that and catching in the Northwest. Yeah. Some, yeah. Um, well, when did, when did you get started? What, 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 was, what was your beginning into geocaching? Well, it's, um, it's quite unusual. I actually started geocaching i went back and looked it was 2004 that's when i started um which means i probably heard about it i'm guessing in late 2003 um mm, that's quite a way uh as, as you know and other people know i am a ham radio operator yep uh back then we had a uh repeater that a bunch of us who had to commute all over the place we all commuted from the East Bay area to some portion of the South Bay area. So there okay. was a bunch of us on, we called ourselves the precision commute team <laughs> and we'd actually give each other um, traffic reports as we encountered traffic to let other people know, you know, let other folks know okay. on there. Wow. But cool. one of the guys on there is a geocacher and he's just started talking about it. Um, let's see. I think it's geocaching name. I remember right is captain Jack. Okay. It's not very active uh, anymore. I've I've found a few of his caches. So I found out about it, you know, doing our morning commute. And it just, it really intrigued me. It's like using a GPS to find something. And mm-hmm. it took me a bit to realize it wasn't, you know, monetary. But, right. you know, it was just the way he was talking about it. I, and I, I, kind of really got what was going on and i thought well this really sounds interesting mm-hmm. and back in 0304 uh gpsrs were expensive uh yeah. compared to uh you know a, a unit back then was you know two three hundred dollars which in terms of 12 years ago that was a heck of a lot of money yes and so I, I was going back and forth with my wife about this. And I was like, well, you know, I'll just keep on looking on eBay, <clears throat> see if I can find one. And I eventually found one. It was this, uh, this unit right here. Oh, this wow. Is, there it is. Yeah. This is a Magellan GPS 310. Uh, let's see if I can turn it. Fine. Yep. Uh, there we go. Yep. Boy, if I pull it back, you can actually see the whole thing. Um, this unit, um, you could sort of connect to the computer didn't really work very well. I hand entered everything I went and found it then. Um, it had only two decimal places, two decimal places of precision after the um, minutes. Yeah. And so, so that, I, that means, uh, what does that mean to total? Cause I mean, that's how that I, means I, unit I really had to look at the larger area. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I forget what yeah. one, one, the last second, of the digits so you're looking you know i'd be looking at like 0.53 you know something 0.53 and i'd and whether it was 0.530 531 532 i'd you know i just 
I would do that. And actually, I'm what I can't remember if I used to round or not, but mm -hmm. um, um, it's it was, and even with this, I was highly unusual. I never printed out my geocaches. I found out about paperless geocaching really fast, uh, really early. Mm -hmm. um, I had a handspring visor, uh, which for which I downloaded CacheMate onto it. Okay, that's a and like so a I had, PDA. Yeah, it was a PDA, oh, uh, handspring yeah, yeah. visor. It's it's like a Palm Pilot. Right. Same same. Uh, gotcha. So same operating could, system. So you download to it. That way you'd have it with you. So like Slinky Mom and I, we would print them. Yeah. And then we would, and then as we went, we do. If we did seven in a day, we were like gangbusters. But she would make notes on each one, and then like you said, she'd mark whether we found it, or didn't find it, what it, what mm -hmm. we took, what we took, what we left, and then we would take them, and we would uh, that night when I got home, I pull up the, on the computer and enter them in. Right. You know, and I actually, I used a, a notebook, you know, to, to keep track of all that information rather than trying to enter that into my palm, my, my palm pilot, my handspring visor. Um, and that's kind of how I did things. I would, and yeah, first it, it was, <laughs> you know, talking again about how unusual I am. Um, I became a regular member, I think maybe sometime in January. I really don't know. I became a premium member on January 28th, 2004. I didn't find my first cache until February 27th, 2004, of oh. which I found two. Okay. And then I found one more in May, and that's all I did for 2004. Okay. A total of three caches. Hey. You found, at least you just at least you get some in two thousand four. I mean, well, of course we started in two thousand six, so you yeah. know. But we there have been there was a couple of lean years in there, Doug, when we probably didn't find more than three or four caches. You know. Yeah, two thousand by the end of two thousand five, I think I had nine caches found. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, um, and I think it was the first ten caches I found with this with this unit. Right. Um, a friend of mine in New Hampshire was, I can't remember if he was, yeah, he was, he must've been selling his Garmin GPS 12. Right. And I said, I'll take it. And, and then I proceeded to find the next 50 caches with that unit. Um, okay. That unit would only hold 500 waypoints. So I had to be very selective oh, wow. yeah. with what I could put on it. Right. Yeah, that was that oh. was that always made for interesting uh, stuff. And then, uh, let's see. Um, and then I found my last geocache in August of two thousand eight, up in the Sierras, as we were returning from a family trip. At which point, I hung up my geocaching hat for three years. Right, I remember. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, now, I um. And it was one of those things. I mean, I was I stayed a premium member the whole time. Huh. I, you know, still got the GPXs. I, every so often, I would load them in a GSAC, uh, which I was using quite quite often. I still use it quite a bit, um, and really didn't find any caches. Now, there were times when I threatened to find caches. <laughs> I'm going out. Um, just letting you know. Yeah. And it was one of the things, I mean, it was just, it was just kind of a period in my life where I was so busy with commuting and everything else that I really didn't feel like I could stop and find a cache. And I'm trying to remember the, we, um, 
we we were doing a, a family trip over Labor Day weekend. I had had a hellish year at work. I think that I believe I don't. I think that might have been 2010 is when that when that happened. I don't really remember anymore. <laughs> kind of blocked it out. Um, I couldn't go anywhere the entire summer because we were incredibly busy at work. Mm-hmm. I actually on the overtime I earned, I sent my family to Walt Disney World. Oh, well, and I I stayed here. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah. Um, and actually the first day I got free, I got over to Angel Island and I actually had downloaded caches for Angel Island mm-hmm. on you know, and I had, you know, I had my my GPS twelve, I had my handspring visor, I had the wire that connect both of them together so I could actually they could communicate with one another. I mean it, it's it's you know Back then, I was doing the equivalent of what you can do with one of the modern-day GPSs now, where we pull everything up on it. Yeah. Um, and I hiked all around the island, but I was having so much fun just hiking, looking at the different historical sites on Angel Island. Yeah. I just didn't happen. Labor Day uh, weekend, we happened to take a road trip up to Oregon just because I needed to get away. I wanted to do a family trip. Let's just do that. And the GPS maze happened to be in Reading that, you know, oh, the ground speak yeah. put out. The old, the old GPS. Yeah. yeah there's, it's yeah. pretty rare now to see one of those. I think there's right. So I, um, we did the GPS maze. I didn't know that you could mark it as a, you know, as oh, I've souvenir? done it. Or yeah. Yeah. So I never, I never have marked it. And, <laughs> and at this point it's not, you know, it's six it's, years later. I'm not going to go mark it. It's probably archived and locked. So you probably can't. Oh Yeah. But probably, still, that was probably cool so. That you yeah. found that, but then you know they had some uh, geocaches there. You know the the uh, information table said, you know, we got some local geocaches, and I said to my wife, you know, I think I'm going to go find these. She says, well, you can go find these. We're going to go off and do something else. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. So and you're that close again, kind of. I was that close again, and <clears throat> in. Right after Thanksgiving of 2010, I um, decided I really kind of want to get back to it. A, friend, a good friend of mine had since discovered it, and she was saying, oh, yeah, you know, we got to get out geocaching. So I, at that point, I started researching, and I found the Magellan GC. Mm-hmm. And back then, REI was a big proponent of geocaching, which, of course, they aren't anymore. Right. But um, they were selling the, the Magellan GC, and so I bought one from them and downloaded everything, had everything ready. And I actually ended up in Maryland in January of 2011, took it with me, and it sat in my room the whole time. <laughs> no geocaching. Oh, wow. No geocaching. Wow. I, my, my friend got finally got me out geocaching in February. And uh, kind of a spark was lit underneath me at that point. Interesting. And yeah, so before I'd quit, I'd found a total of 60 geocaches. I'd found 10 with the the 310, 50 with the 12, and then hadn't found any for, you know, two and a half years. And I ended up finding over, you know, well over a hundred caches. I think, I think I had, uh, my, my final total was a half a cache per day for all of 2011. And, you know, just kind of took off from there in 2012. 
Um, I found at least a cache a day. I was a little bit over one cache per day. Um, and at that point, I also upgraded from my G, my Magellan GC to a Magellan five, um, Explorers 510. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Explorers GC got left at a geocache. Oh, you know, I, I left... I left an e uh, one of those e track. I left an e tracks the the yellow ones the, the one the one hundreds or whatever. Yeah. Um. Never to be seen again, unfortunately. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, my wife said, "Well, you know, for for Father's Day, you can have a new GPSR." And actually, I was going to get a three ten, and by a hack- happy accident, I ended up with a five ten instead. So. <clears throat> and so- at that point, yeah, this was. Yeah, this was, um, I know this was 2012, and I was starting to make trips to Massachusetts at that point for work. Took that with me. Took it in my carry-on because that's the safest place to keep it. The screen broke sometime over between the time I left and the time I got there. So I had had to call Magellan to get a replacement. In the meantime, I went geocaching with my smartphone. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and we are going to get to the Halloween stuff here in a moment. Yeah. Uh, just to let people know we're for those on the audio, we are s- sort of dressed up. I'm wearing my hippie thing and uh, Doug's wearing, I'm wearing his, my henchman. He's wearing his henchman with the bowler. He's, he's yeah. very, he's very evil. He's very Batman and Robin evil tonight. Mwah. So, mwah. so I, uh, overall, what, what do you think? This may be a tough question. What do you think led you back to geocaching, and why do you think now that it that you or what does geocaching mean to you? I guess today versus back when you started, and and why do you think that it means what it means to you today? Well, I think for me, part of the part of the problem back then was the fact there were less caches to find. Sure. Um, I remember making a trip to uh, Indiana for Christmas in 2005. And I think I found a total of three caches because that's where the only ones that were close to me. It's either two or three caches total. And they were multi-caches, which was fine. I didn't mind doing multi-caches. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I had, I could see, I, I think I was able to walk through the snow to one of them. And the other one I actually had to drive to because it was in a different park. But, uh, um, and I just really wasn't seeing a lot of what I, what I thought were really, I don't know, good hides. Sure. But yeah. Um, I think, are you more select? Do you think you're more selective today? I mean, will you do or, Yes Some and people, no. Okay, because I was going to say, because for, for Slinky Mom and I, we want to find the really quality ones, but we don't mind finding a ammo pill bottle on the side of a road kind of thing. Yeah, and it, and these days, I mean, after 2013, when I burned myself out again, um, I've been a little more selective, and it's only when you know I say, oh, I just feel like I need to go geocaching today. Yeah. I go out and do it. You know, 2013, that's the year that I filled in my calendar. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Chris of the Northwest just went through that same thing. And 
I think he's going to be a little better off than I was, um, you know, because 2013, uh, it got to be towards August. And actually, I had August already filled in. Mm-hmm. And of course, that was the year of the 31 days of yes. geocaching. I wonder how many people uh, burned out on geocaching after. Uh, it yeah, seems like and, those kind of things are the things that really burn people out is the. I've got to find a cache today. I'm so I'm yeah. so sick of finding one cache a day for 31 days. Yeah, and you know I was able to do it all. I mean, we were we were actually on the way back. We were up in Idaho. Let's see. I think it was for my yeah, it was for my aunt's 75th birthday, and we'd gone up there to celebrate it and been up in McCall for a while and. We're on our way back home, and my mom was, you know, bless her heart, was let me stop and find a couple of geocaches in Oregon and Nevada as we were going through on the way home. But uh, it's, um, you know, it, it was one of those things. But you know, I, I'd already found all the caches I needed to. But the fact was, oh my gosh, there's a souvenir this day. It's August. I got to find it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you survived that, and then you know, like you said, so I, I guess. Coming up to the present moment, you would you say then? I mean, you're you're kind of you're okay with where you are geocaching wise, as far as you go find what you want to find. When you don't want to, you just don't. You know, it's kind of like us. If we don't if we don't think today is a good day to go out, we just don't go out. If- right, and you know, I had a heck of a lot of fun this summer because I was coming up on some yes. geocaching numbers that were significant to me yes. <laughs> just because it's a, it's a lot of fun. And then that, that actually started with, what was that? 1776. 1776 being one of them. And actually that started uh, with cache number 1492, which I found oh, on earth awesome. cache day. It didn't happen to be, it also happened to be Columbus day or an indigenous Columbus. person's day, whatever you want right, to call, call it now. That's cool. And then yeah. So it's 70- like, okay, I, I found that <laughs> on that date. And then 1776 came. I was like, Oh, I got to do I that do on, on 4th of July. Got yeah. To. And actually I found, I think it was cash number 1834. I actually found a cash with the word Morse in it because that was the yes. year that Samuel Morse invented Morse code. That's so awesome. I mean, it's, it's just little things like that. And then, uh, you know, I did, um, for caches 1848 and 1849, I did caches with the word gold in them right, because the gold run down here in mm-hmm. California. Yeah. And then on admissions day this year, which mm-hmm. was September 9th, uh, a, uh, California was admitted in September 9th, 1850. Right. So I, I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll find a, a cache by the Capitol up in Sacramento, you know, number 1850. Yeah. And then I got to thinking about it. I said, wait a minute. California had four state capitals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I found caches number 1850 and 1851 as close as I could to where the capital site was right. in San Jose. Cache number 1852, I found closest that I could to the Vallejo um, capital site. Sorry. Now, I'd, I'd actually already found the one closest to the site. Mm-hmm. There's actually a plaque commemorating that. I found it as part of a geotour or a geo trail, excuse me, on my birthday with my sister. So it's like, okay, well, I got to find the next closest one. That is <laughs> it actually awesome. was a, yeah, it was, it was also a significant one because it was uh, connected to Mare Island, mm-hmm. which was the first naval base on the West coast. Oh, was it interesting? I didn't yeah. know that. 
That's very cool. And then 1853, I found a Benicia at, at the actual Capitol building because it's the only other one that still exists. The building's still there. Yes, building still there, and boy, is that a wonderful tour! If you can get, if if the docent who was there when I was there is there, it's definitely worth the price of admission. He knows everything about that building and just showing us around. It was a uh, a lot of fun. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and the 1954 I did find up in Sacramento by the uh, <laughs> by the but th- those were the years that each of those you know that's yeah. where the, there they met. And there was actually one other date, and I'm not even going to worry about it. Uh, 18, I think it was in the 1860s, where, and I'm already past that number anyway, where um, Sacramento was flooded. And so that year, the legislature met in uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Temp- so, for for yeah. a while. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. But, you know, and, every, and since then, it's like, okay, I found a few caches here and there. But there again, I'm not... Yeah. gung-ho finding them yeah you know, it's like i went and found one this weekend just because i happened to be somewhere nearby where i could find one you know it's like earth yeah. cash day i didn't find one that day i was with family the whole day yeah. and that was much more important oh yeah than trying to find earth cash on a day i mean if it was the weekend i might have been able to work it in yeah i wish they would do a few more like this one was kind of interesting because it was several days which kind of is nice to find a yeah. cat you know so you're not like stuck with just Halloween, you're able to kind of do one sometime this weekend. So, right. Well, and, very cool. So, yeah. And I, I actually did say to ground, ground speaker, geocaching.com, mm-hmm. whatever they want to call themselves. Yep. Uh, you know, why is this only one day? And they sent me to the blog post. This is why it's only one day. It's because we have always had it as one day and oh. that's what it's going to be. It's like, yeah. okay. Okay. You're not really giving me a <laughs> no, true thank answer. You. Yeah. <laughs> not true answer. Well, let's yeah. um, let's delve into some Halloween geocaches. Um, so, I'm gonna we're gonna talk for a few minutes about um, this trail, and I'm gonna show it on the screen for YouTube uh, viewers in the future, um, since we're having some YouTube issues tonight. Um, so let me share my screen, and then oh look, there I am. There you are. Okay, <laughs> sorry, you seeing this? Okay. I am seeing it just fine. Okay, great. Um, so there's this Halloween trail. It's in Jefferson. Um, I'm going to turn my music down. It's got the ambient music going here. Okay. Halloween trail. We found this. Uh, Slinky Mom and I were in Jefferson, Texas. Um, Jefferson is a very interesting town. We don't really have time to get into all the the details about Jefferson, but it's an interesting, go read a little bit about Jefferson, Texas sometime. Um, it's a fascinating time, but the lady there, um, she created this tour. Um, she called, it's the Halloween, the Halloween trail. So let me, let's pull up the, go to a larger map and I'll show you. It's kind of, I guess we'd call it a power trail. Mm-hmm. Would, would you call this a power trail? Well, the one down below, yes, I call that a power trail. A power trail. This one's <laughs> this one's actually the 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 this one right here, um, along this road here. This is actually the Halloween trail. Yeah, I figured it was, as it had the smileys on. Yeah. But I had I had to say something about the other snake like one there. Yeah, this one's a power trail too, but it's all dirt roads. And back then, my car probably would not have survived very well yeah. along that trail. So you could see that we found quite a few on this little power trail, but we didn't find them all. So we can go back and do some of these other 
there's Halloween number 15. I think it goes all the way down to 27. So there's 27 uh-huh. on this. Um, so anyway, um, so that's kind of a fun little tour we went on. And so I'm going to show you some of the, uh, um, I was going to show you real quick the, uh, um, show you some of the items you can find. Um, there's some of the geocaches. There's one of the geocaches right there. Oh, that is, oh, that is just <laughs> outstanding. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm, but, I'm assuming it. Uh, the you know it's a container in the base of that. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So you wow. so so you get off the road and you go hunt. You know for that. And it's uh for those on the audio, it's a uh, it's a tombstone it says "Stay Scary," and very well done. I don't know. I assume she found that and turned it into a. Ge- I'm sure she'd found it and turned it into a geocaching uh, container. That that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah I know there, there was uh, one I found um, that was actually just kind of hidden some bushes, and somebody had taken one of the, uh, you know, one of those tombstones that you could just get, you know, like a foam tombstone, and just stuck it behind that just for something different. Here's another one that was converted into a geocache. So wow, uh, kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you want to do that one during the day. Gary Pumpkin, yeah, we did these during yeah. the day, uh, but I think it'd be fun to do these uh, obviously at night because you don't have to traipse too far into the woods, but you do have to go into the woods for a lot of these. So I think it'd yeah. be a fun trail to do actually on Halloween as a group. You know, there's a white, yeah. the, the white bat. <laughs> oh, neat! You just yeah. attached, attached a bottle to it, but yeah, so it works. Yeah. yeah, it works, and very fun. She had some that really, to me, were very tough, um, and we just we just didn't find them, but. Uh, anyway, but we, we enjoyed it. Uh, so, um, again, they're in the show notes. You can take a look at them. Um, and then I left a couple other notes <clears throat> in here and then we're going to, we're going to get, uh, we're going to, uh, get into the ones that you put in there, Doug, as sure. well. Um, sure. this monsters, aliens and spooky caches. That's a, uh, just a bookmark, but it's pretty cool. It's a bookmark of caches kind of in different parts of the country. Um, and so, I think it would be kind of interesting to, you know, go search for them, some in your area. Um, yeah. But there's a whole list. Some of them obviously are gone or missing. Sure. But yeah, there's um, there's this actually whole Arkham in, Horror uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Manteca, California, there is a. I think it, I can't remember if it's a grocery store or a convenience store. One of the two. Right. But they've decorated it inside as if there were aliens taking it over and. So they've got like a big spaceship inside of it and they've got, you know, the green aliens here, there and everywhere. And it's a, it's a virtual cache. Oh, okay. So that, that you know, that was, uh, we, we, um, Been around found that one a while back, but. So this is a, uh, puzzle cache. It's a whole series uh-huh. called Arkham Horror. That's kind of cool. How so, Lovecraftian. Yeah. I like the, the interesting. Um, all right. So, and then the last one that I had was, I don't know. It's uh, we had talked briefly before the show started about the um, Halloween or uh, challenge caches. This is a challenge cache, um, and it's been around for a while. Uh, Twenty fourteen, uh, so before before moratorium, I guess. Hmm. Right before the moratorium. Well, it has something to do with descriptions, and definitely it's before the moratorium. Yeah. So um, what you do is you're supposed to find twenty five distinct caches, which has one of these words in them. They're all Halloween oh, words, of course. So that's kind of neat. I, you know, it's something different. 
do um, is to kind of hunt for these words. And then, of course, people, some people are really good about, they, lo they you know, they logged you know, all that the right there looks like a project you can see list. This one right here, the person did. Yeah, because this yeah. is probably recently found. Yeah, see, 8 3 2016. So they finished yeah. this by using that exactly. Now, what's interesting yeah. is uh, some people did, this person hand wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. Uh, way to do it. So, yeah. And they found their pre their requisite, I would say prerequisite, their requisite 25 caches. So, right. I don't know, cool idea for a, a Halloween themed challenge cache. So, sure. anyway. All right. Well, we've got some that we're going to show that, that you have notes on. Right. Um, this one's called the Dublin Pioneer Cemetery. Yeah. This one here, this was uh, pretty neat. This is a. Uh... This is a uh, multi-cache, and this is in a historic uh, cemetery in Dublin, California. And with this one, we actually had to go around to different uh, grave sites and get information off oh. of the different sites. Oh, cool. And yeah. then using that th to find the final. Um, I actually got my kids to do that one with me because it was a little more historical. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, it shows you all the yeah, stages. That's, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting way to do it, is to have... So you would have to travel around to... Were they all in the Let's same just six, it's, it's all six different sites. If you scroll back down, you can see they're on the map. Here, yeah. They're all within this little cemetery. And the cemetery itself is not that big. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's the Dublin Heritage Site. Uh, they've got a, a museum mm. and some other things there oh, as cool. well as the cemetery. Yeah, well, that's yeah, a good but idea. It's, uh, Yet some, um, a lot of the historical figures from Dublin were buried here. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one, Harlan family. How many weeks plus one did the Harlan family split with the Donner Party before the fated Donner Party was trapped? That's interesting. Right. Yeah, I think I, I think that one. If I remember, I was a plaque as opposed to an actual gravestone. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like an interesting location. So, all yeah, right. It's been a lot. It's been a long time since I found that one. Yeah. Here's one. It's a graveyard cache. Yeah, this one here. Yeah, I mentioned Captain Jack earlier. This is this is by him. Oh yeah. Uh, and this Captain. this was actually um, I can't remember. I don't think I actually had to go physically into the cemetery to find this one. This one's on the outside. Oh, okay. Of the cemetery, and oh, wow. um, it's it was a it's a neat one. There again, this is the Pleasanton Historic mm -hmm. Cemetery. This is this is the old cemetery in. Pleasant and I. Oh, okay. I like I like touring the more historic ones if I can. Sure. See, yeah, I agree it's a, with you. yeah, and this is actually one I go by. You know, I drive by on my commute, uh, quite a bit. When I'm uh, right. You know when 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 I'm doing it, so it's uh it's it's a it's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Good fo good photos here of um, different things, like you said. Yeah. Benjamin Deal. I mean, but I mean, you you look at you look at the monuments they got there. They've got in the in the crypts mm. and everything else. You could tell it's an older cemetery. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Here's yeah. a uh, gentleman. Yeah, somebody who was in the Union Army, eighteen sixty four, eighteen sixty five. Yeah. Right. And very cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a very interesting. That is one that's very interesting. Um, right. Uh, 
then you're in Livermore. So this one's interesting. Livermore history. Yeah, Livermore history. Actually, I waited to do this one so I could do it with my kids. This one actually just starts in the cemetery and actually starts in the oldest active cemetery. Oh, okay. In uh, Livermore. Um, I don't actually, I say active only because yeah. the gravestones are still there. I don't know if anybody, actually, no, I think, it, come to think of it, I think there are still some sites available up there. But this one here mm-hmm. um, actually takes you all around Livermore. In fact, yeah, scroll go back that. down. They actually, they actually mentioned Oak no, Oak. Knoll right there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oak Cemetery. Yeah. yeah that's um, those of us that are natives yeah. or been here for a long time. We refer to that as Boot Hill. Actually, that's very close to where I live. Um, and it was a cemetery at one time. The bodies yeah, I, are still there, but the <laughs> gravestones aren't. Yeah. You were telling me before the show started. It's like, yeah. Um, how, why did they do I mean, who knows why they did it? I, I, um, there's probably some, some reason I have not delved into it that much. I mean, I've, I go walking out over there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like they converted it into anything. They just no, it, removed it's a park, everything. But right. I mean, the park, it, it's a, it's a hill. And so you can't like have a playground or anything like that. It's just, uh, unfortunately it's kind of where the homeless people hang out some now. Well, I, but I'm thinking that to me has got to be, I mean, it probably isn't as rare as I think it is, but yeah. it seems to me that just, for example, I, m- one of my first thoughts before we, talk, we were talking before is just gene, geneal- genealogical, if you're doing any kind of genealogy record searching, it's always helpful to go to a cemetery because you've got, you got data that's there. Right. I mean, you've got verifiable you know, data that's sitting right in front of you. You can take a picture of it. You can, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, now whether it's accurate or not, that's another story, but you've at least got something to work off of where in this case, yeah. you have people I don't know. that are, like I said, are buried, but I, I, I'm thinking that maybe in this case, uh, you know, the, the heritage guild museum would have some things. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But, but, yeah. And, but I, I really don't know. And, Unfortunately, a, a friend of mine actually gave a talk out at the cemetery. I think it was back in May, and it was unfortunately it was a day that, of course, I couldn't get back for it. From you know, mm-hmm. wor- working in the South Bay as I do, yeah, um, getting getting between the East Bay and the South Bay is just not easy. But this one visits a lot of the historic sites in Livermore, and I knew yeah. most of these sites, but I wanted my kids to experience them as well. Very, yeah, yeah. Very cool idea to, to do that. Yeah, but that, that was a fun one. That one, the uh, the final was actually the um, the the location of it was as close as they could determine where the Livermore Rodeo had started. And oh. it's um, <laughs> how about that? Yeah, I don't, I can't remember how many years it is. We're coming up on a hundred years here pretty soon with uh, that rodeo. So, yeah. I noticed there's one here listed in the cache was by Fizzy Magic. Yeah, that's that's the Centennial oh Centennial Curve. Curve. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually a totem pole. Oh, um, okay, it's that, a, uh, that's right near us. It's in uh, they call it Centennial Park. Uh, I was probably giving away a little bit of it, unfortunately. Oh, that's um, okay. Well, we won't do too much. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a because it's a virtual. So yeah, it's a virtual. I mean that that's that was one. 
that I did quite early on. It was uh that's that's a fun one. And there there you can see pictures of the totem pole. Yeah, there's the pole. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean I know um you can't see it in this picture, but there actually is an atomic symbol on there also <laughs> for the radiation laboratories. Yes. That are that are uh, here in town. Livermore Labs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very Livermore good. Lab and the Thandia Lab. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, um, let's see. What are uh, let's go down. Um, His Majesty Ship HMS Ingalls. Well, actually, HMS is not. It actually stands this, for Haunted Marlboro Series. This is okay. uh, this is this is oh, by yeah. Rawhide back HMS. in uh, Marlboro, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. And this is this is kind of neat. I actually found. I think this is on my last trip out to Massachusetts yeah. quite a while ago. I found quite a few of these caches. They were just really fascinating to go uh-huh. find and look and see what it is, you know, that, uh, you know, passes for scary or whatever. I mean, yeah. the, the, he did these, I think, yeah, for Halloween 2012. And okay. yeah, I was there. out there. Let's see. He did them Halloween 2012. Yeah, actually, I, I might have been out there in. No, I was out there in November 2013. Is, is when I was out there. That was that was oh. my last trip out. I had to stop and think. It's like, when did I change jobs? When did this? When yeah. did that? So, yeah, time <laughs> changed. Yeah, even though four years yeah. ago, like you said, for you and I, it's like it, we get, it gets lost in in our in the sea of memories sometimes. Oh yeah, it, it does. Everything just starts um, uh, melding together, and it's it just does. impossible to figure out. That's very cool. And then yeah. um, this one's kind of interesting because it's. Susan and I, well, our whole family love going up to Boston. Yes. We went to a wedding last year about this time. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, a couple, actually it was about 10, 10 months. Now it'd be 14 months ago. Um, but, right. Uh, but basically in yeah. the fall and sort of beginning of the fall in Boston's gorgeous, but the Boston common right. treasure hunt. We love Boston common. That's an interesting area. Yeah. And um, this, this was a really, really fun where I go. It's one of the f- most fun where I goes I've done. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, somebody from out here was just out there, and I suggested this one to her, and she had a lot of trouble with it. And unfortunately, I, I'd already deleted my cartridge, oh, and so I couldn't help her like help, I wanted yeah. to. And I, I felt really bad about that. But you know, the reason I included this one, mm-hmm. part of the Boston Common used to be a cemetery. Yes, I, I think I do remember that. I do. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's really kind of funny because it's it's uh, where the kids' playground is now. Oh my. Whoops. At, at least from, uh, you know, I did the, uh, I did the freedom trade trail tour yeah. from the, uh, the people there. And I that's think that's what great. she said is that used to be a cemetery. Wow. Yeah. So, love that. Love that area. Yeah. Just a great area. Yeah. Um, uh, plan M. Not, plan M from outer space. This was plan the nine. second one at and this particular M. cemetery. This is down in, <laughs> um, Fremont, California. And there again, it's an older cemetery. Sure. Uh, there used to be a uh, multicache there hidden by Marky and Joni mm-hmm. way back when. And uh, it, it's since been archived, unfortunately, because uh, they did a lot of construction there. They added in a street and put some houses in behind the cemetery, oh, wow. which actually made it easier to park at the cemetery because the only <laughs> way you could get into it before was to park up the, up the street you know mission boulevard which is where this is uh-huh. there's no parking on the street right and the only cemetery was up this long set of stone steps because huh. it was it's kind of up on a hill yeah and you know that that 
got archived and it was really kind of funny because i went and i tried to look for the gravestone from that multi-cache <laughs> yeah and i couldn't find it oh no so but uh you know it's fun finding another cache in that cemetery yeah I, I gravitate towards cemeteries quite a bit and i didn't put all of the ones of course i found in cemeteries i was we up did, in uh we do too we Woodland, like california for a month. yeah we like the cemetery caches like you said you get a little bit of history they can be kind of unusual. A lot of times, they can be really good hides too. I mean, not all of them, but but some of them can be right. very can be good. Right. Um, so they're yeah, and especially in Texas, there's not a lot of pretty much the entire state's private property. <laughs> Don't right. ask me how this occurred, but um, everything's private property here. So so parks and cemeteries are the premium. Those are the primo mm-hmm. spots for geocaches because they're public locations. So. So yeah, that's that one's very cool. I like the photos that they added into the uh, yeah that that added for it. It was really neat, and and I think you can tell by you know by the yeah. pictures what what the final container actually is. Yes, yes. So that's very cool. All right. and that so this cool. last oh huh, did I did I uh, I must have put the so we go to this one oh. Uh, no, one, one, let's see if the armor coin on well, the armor came up. So if you, um, there, you could scroll on where it says what in one of McCall's best right there recently spotted. Yeah. So you get, okay. There we are. There we go. Who knows what happened with the link? Um, okay. one of McCall's best, um, it's, the reason I went there was actually to place that Narmer geo coin. And I actually did that over a year ago, which means I'm sure the coins no longer there. The coin was a coin that liked to visit cemeteries. Okay. Um, this particular cemetery, this is uh, McCall, Idaho, is where oh. this is. Um, this is the commemoration of a smoke jumper friend's father, who was also very big into the emergency services up there. It was a oh, yeah. great oh. tribute to this person. Right. Uh, we happen to be in the cemetery because uh, we've got family buried there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we... Um, we were there to, um, to tour some of the sites, you know, because we were... Uh, uh, you know, my mother was wanting, you know, just taking us around to some of the different things. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know why she chose this trip of all the trips we've made up there. We used, we used to have a family cabin up there a long time ago and we don't anymore. Sure. Got to, got sure. to be way too expensive with property taxes and everything else. But, um, so we, we were just kind of doing some, uh, driving around McCall and as many times as I've been there, I stayed to the main roads. So it was kind of neat going off on some of the side roads, uh, yeah. you know, when we weren't um, hanging out at the lake. So kind of like what, you know, as we always say about where geocaching can take you, because you don't know sometimes unless you go do a little hunting for geocaches. Right. Exactly. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, yeah, yeah, there's all the ones that there's all the places. Yeah. Slick rock, the third one down there. That's uh mm-hmm. I actually made a special trip to go find that one um, because it was a friend of mine from here. Yeah, he uh, he's actually a native of here, like I am. Yeah, that was the first cache he found. Oh, ever. happened to be uh-huh. this particular cache. Okay, so like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go look for it. Still active. And I actually found it. I found his name, his his and his father's names in the cache. Very cool. So I snapped a photo of it and sent it to him when. Uh, Oh, when I great. got there, where there was actually cell cell coverage again. Yeah, oh, that's a neat thing to do there to help out yeah. somebody with their first. But I mean, this is who, who remembers to do that with their first one. I mean, we didn't remember to do that. 
Oh, you know, my, my first one was a park and grab. I mean, the first three yeah. I found were all <laughs> part of the, uh, part of the VTA light rail series in yeah. the South Bay. I have still not found them all. <laughs> sure. I mean, how, how many years later? I mean, That'd we're, be I, I, yeah. I've been yeah. cashing out 12 years yep. on paper. <laughs> right. Right. So officially. Um, yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, for Slinky Mom and I, our, our first was actually pretty good in a cemetery. Um, yeah. but I kind of need to go, I'd like to go back sometime and just for, just for old time's sake, just kind of find it and then take a picture of it. Cause that we didn't take pictures for probably years. Well, you know, I need to go back and take a picture of it. Cause I need, I, I need to code out of it again because the notebook that had the, that had the code for that one to be part of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, that's long gone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I have to go wow. back and find those three that I found way back in um, 2004 and see if I can find them. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's on my list of things to do. Oh, I know. We've got, you know, we've got those priorities, geocaching priorities. You know, you've got to determine, you know, like you said, it's like us. Do we, we want to go back to that area, but we might, cause we do weekends like Slinky mom and I wish did this past weekend. We went, um, like I said, to McAllister, Oklahoma, and then over to Robert's cave. Well, right. You know, it's something we, and it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Slinky mama. Uh, today's Happy her birthday. birthday. Today's her birthday. So, um, I'm sorry. She didn't get to be on, uh, listen to the show. She'll, she'll listen to it or watch it later. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so for the weekend, and again, this is something we, we, we try to do of late is, um, you know, we, we found a location we wanted to go to. Uh, we went to a wedding Friday night. Then we went up to McAllister's, only a couple of hours up into that area. And then go to Robert's Cave, which is a very cool location, do some geocaching, mostly, and, and just hike around. You know, we, we didn't, there's not a lot in that state park, there's a few. And we did yeah. some of them. We did two of the earth caches and um, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we don't, we didn't feel like we had to find, you know, and we didn't have to clear out the whole state park, but we found what we wanted to find and we enjoyed the weekend. We didn't feel, um, you know, pressure to, to do anything or complete anything. I think that, that I, my theory, Doug, is that, People that get burned out who don't say they like geocaching anymore is because they did something that caused them to, to get to that state. Either they did the 31 days in August deal or they tried to finish a month. You know, they tried to finish like, you know, find a cache every day for 90 days or something to finish yeah. out their, their year. And then they just burned out or, I don't know. It just, it seems to me that, and I may be a rare, rare bird, but like, and I always say this, but a light post, the fact that I can take a device, either my GPSR or my cell phone, and I can use coordinates that'll lead me to a location that has something, you know, a geocache to me is still fascinating to think about the fact that I'm pulling a satellite, a feed from a satellite up in orbit to my phone and it can get me within nowadays. It gets me within a few feet typically right. 
I mean, yeah. to me, I'm still, I guess I'm still in that after doing this for 10 years, there's still some sort of magic feeling of that's going on. I, I would, I would agree with that. It's, um, it's kind of funny for me. Um, I've been around this kind of navigation for a very long time, well before I started geocaching. Um, my father uh, was a private pilot. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's since that lapse, you know, medical, whatever. Yeah. But um, back in the 80s and 90s, he was using the Loran system, which was originally for um, day uh, for uh, ship ships and. Uh, seagoing vessels there's the word i was looking for right and they adapted that um for aircraft and i remember when he had put the loran antenna on his aircraft that he has you know he built his own wow yeah my, my father Very one cool. of the last uh, great jackson <laughs> trade that's awesome yeah and he uh and you know i remember kind of going through this with him and you know we you know i saw the box he was going to use i so I've been around it. I do remember when he switched to GPS also. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really kind of funny back. Um, I'm trying to remember if I was, well, no, I had to have been geocaching at the time. I, I think. Yeah. It might've been when I was taking a break. I, I, um, I was doing some ham radio experiments one day and he called me up and said, yeah, I've got, I, he had to update the, uh, um, the database on his uh, GPS. It was a it was a Garmin, mm-hmm. also, and with that Garmin, you know, all he had were Macs, and I I had a PC, so and he had to use a PC to do it, and uh, so I went over and helped him install those, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. database. I think it was I think I remember I was an airport database that had to be updated every so often, so that. He could get where he needed to go. Yeah. That's yeah and crazy. have the more accurate information. But, yeah. You know, I've been around this a very long time. And when I started looking at GPSRs way back in 03, 04, whenever I did, um, and of course, that's all so hazy at this point. Um, it had to have been 03 when I was starting to look at them if I became a premium in late, you know, in late January of 04. Um, it's, it's, uh, it was surprising to me at how expensive these units still were mm-hmm. back then. I mean, these days uh, you can get, well, I, I think it still would cost you a little bit over a hundred dollars, but by today's standards, that is so much less than what we had to pay for right. 12 years ago. Right. And they're, you know, the accuracy has improved, but yeah, no, right. no, no I agree yeah. that there's still, but you can get one. I think you can get that E-Trex fairly decent for about a hundred bucks. Right, right, and that you know that's why I ended up with the Magellan Explorer State GC. It was mm-hmm. the least expensive, sure. And you know I did that. You know it held ten thousand geocaches, so I thought, well, you know I can, I can do a lot more with that. And, um, you know I, I've always been somewhat of a cheapskate. Not probably not as bad as Scott Burks. Well, but, you know, <laughs> but for shout me, out, shout out to you, Scott. Go Cubs. Yeah, go Cubs. But you know this this unit here, I got it for a song on eBay because the guy listed it as a non-working unit. Oh, yeah, remember you telling you know, me about he said that? Said the accuracy yes. was not working or anything else. So <laughs> I thought, well, I thought I would take a chance on it, yep. and I did. I called up Magellan 
They said, oh, yeah, you need to do a factory reset on Here's how you do it. <laughs> Boom. Perfectly Boom. working. It worked. Yeah, it worked fine. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, I remember, I remember taking this unit out into the backyard and trying to figure out why it wasn't working right. And, yeah, I, you know, we, we've got to, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, just by calling them up, I got that working. And it's just, and it was a good unit. I mean, it's definitely not working now. I mean, one of the buttons is missing. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, My old I was trying to get to work and so I was trying to play with that button and I ended up ripping it out and that was a no-no. <laughs> no. Yeah, my uh, the one we my my first one for some reason, even though it's got full power, it can't pick up satellites. So it's pretty old. Yeah. It, like I said, oh six. Yeah. But. Well, very cool. We've got a giveaway, um, and I think I've got an idea of what we're going to do. So you'll need to send me an email to um, geocachetalk at gmail com with the answer, and you'll win the, this coin, which I'm showing. Very cool. It's a little Halloween geocoin. It's actually trackable. Very coppery. Very coppery. Yes, it is. There's. It is. Uh, it is. It is trackable. It's very cool. It's. This was provided by IB Geocaching uh, Supplies. Best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And in, in instead of doing product review, we're going to give this away. But my product reviews are sponsored by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app. Can be found at cashly.com. And so to win this, to win the coin, send me an email and answer this question. And that is during the show tonight, we were talking about, we've talked about several geocoins. Um, the one we're giving away, we talked about treasure. We talked about another one, and this is a the 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 what I want from everyone is the name of the coin, geocoin, uh, that uh, Doug mentioned during the show, and as far as we know, is still stuck in that that cache up in uh, Idaho, I guess. Yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know, but give me the name of that coin uh, to be entered into uh, the giveaway for the Halloween. Geocoin. One thing also I need to mention, and it's, it'll be on the show notes, but to get the, to buy the treasure coin, you need to send, um, they're $25 per coin. Uh, you can buy more than one if you would like. You get, uh, again, you get a free um, pre-screening of the movie. And you would send that money to, um, usually PayPal is what most people are doing. And you would do it to uh, Sunfire Films Info at gmail.com uh, all one word and um uh, it's in the show notes again if you need the more info but it's sunfire films plural info all one word at gmail.com and uh, i know joshua johnson got his in the mail um i sent off um for the, uh to the person uh that won uh a couple weeks ago, that coin got in the mail to that person. So that's great. So um, anyway, and so let me mention about coming soon. Um, so next week I'm having on uh, Russ Atkinson. Uh, he wrote several books uh, in the Cliff, Cliff Knowles series. Um, and he's going to give away his latest book called Behead Me. Very pop, very uh, apropos for uh, Halloween uh, caching. 
Uh, Very much so. Yeah, very much so. So Russ is going to be on the show next week. A week after that, uh, Jennifer, Team Team Magic, Team AJK is going to be on the show. We're going to talk, uh, Doug, puzzle creation. So a little different twist on on that. Now, what's interesting is I'm dubbing it Puzzle Week, which is um, November 13th, because she's going to also be on Gearheads that week. So... It's becoming. Yeah, she'll be doing ciphers over there. Yeah, she's gonna be doing ciphers. So ciphers there. We're gonna talk about how to just create a puzzle cache on this show. So puzzle week is eleven thirteen now, and then eleven twenty. Uh, Antaeus is gonna be on with me, Jeff Arbaugh, uh, on eleven twenty. So, well, that's gonna do it for tonight. Um, Doug, thank you so much for being on the show and bearing with our technical difficulties. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I, you know, I just realized we didn't get to all the questions you asked, you know, had in the show notes for me only because I started rambling again. That's okay. That's okay. You know what? That gives us, that gives us food, f- gives us uh, fodder for next time. Cause I'll have you food on again at some point. So that'll be fun. We'll talk something else that day, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll get more stories about uh, the, we'll get more, uh, story time, story time with Limax. <laughs> I'm a dub at that. Just story time. Oh God! Well, you you, you know, I I have a story almost for every single well, cash up out. I mean, I mean that's wonderful. Yeah, just you know, I mean, even on the uh, California, you know, the California drip on um, uh, admissions day. I've yeah, I got a story that happened to me at the end of the day trying to get home. Oh my! You know, we like I said, you were. I will have you back on. Um, and we will, we'll talk some of those cool stories. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, uh, email me for the coin, uh, your guests for the coin, uh, geocache talk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, as well as the geocache talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button. If you're watching at some point, the show. So you can get, see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching Halloween, but go geocaching. Good night, everyone. Wah. Wah.